what I would like to know yes is how you decided to go into business for yourself in the first place do you mean back in coffee shop in land coffee shop days? Land? <laughs> yes. okay oh why did I first decide to go into business yeah back in the day when I was just a youngin and I didn't know anything <laughs> um well I, I, I actually it was because I missed my son's football game that's really why once upon a time I had a real job and my son was in sixth grade and he started football which was a big deal and um, he was on the A team and the B team because he went to a small school and so they, <laughs> I don't know how that worked right. but multiple um, options <laughs> yeah and his very first game he was going to play and I asked my employer if I could get off early that day. It was his very first game and I really wanted to go. It was only once a week. And she said no. And wow. so uh, business closed at five and that's when I clocked out. I ran out the door. I drove in traffic all the way back to Meridian because I worked in Garden City. I drove in traffic and by the time I got there, it was the second half of the B game. And because in junior high, games start like as soon as school gets out. So a little earlier than like right. high school games. And I got there and I could just see, and maybe it was, I, maybe it wasn't, but I just felt like the disappointment that no one was there to watch him at his very first football game. And I was sad and I cried the whole way there. And I was so upset when I got there and I saw him and he was so glad I was there, but I picked him up 20 minutes later, we went home because the game was over. And I went home and called our dad. Um, well, I went home first and was like, what can I do that I will never miss a football game? And I Googled some stuff and, um, and I thought I would just get another job. And I happened upon this coffee shop ad. But um, I called our dad that night and said, I want to quit my job and I want to buy a coffee shop. And he said, okay. <laughs> and that was how that happened. And man, 12 days later, I was on my way to buying a coffee shop. And then within 45 days, I think I was the coffee shop owner. Yeah. I about peed my pants. Yeah. But <laughs> I learned how to make uh, coffee very quickly. They had a little book yeah. with pictures. But you'd never made, you'd never used an espresso machine before. You, like, you had no idea. I did not know that was a thing, but I did like coffee. Right. And I felt like <laughs> that was really the only passion I needed. Right. You could figure it out. I there. liked coffee and I was going to figure out how to make it. Every right. kind of coffee on the planet. Right. And there was an employee there that had been working there that whole time. Yeah. And thank goodness for Megan Donaldson, who I am still friends with on Facebook to this day, who has an amazing <laughs> life. But um, she is an amazing human and she stuck by me the whole entire time and tried to teach me how to make coffee. She still <laughs> made it better than I did all the time, but always. Um, yeah, she was an amazing, amazing girl. She still is, so. Yeah, what do yeah. you think, um, you know, what do you think is that, where that, does that fire come from? I mean, we both, we both have it, but neither of our parents were entrepreneurs. So where, I mean, where do you think we actually got that from? That desire to to do things on our own and figure it out on our own because I don't think that either one of us saw that that uh, imitated as we were growing up. Not in ways. I mean, Dad owned his own business, but we were so little back then. Right. And then he worked for the government. 
I don't know, high school was rough, man. <laughs> I, maybe high we picked out some skills. I don't really know. Um, because I think having babies really young mm -hmm. puts a lot of things into perspective a little quicker. And I don't know. We're just that rad. I know. We are. We are. We are. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know where it came from. Right. So obviously you had the coffee shop, mm -hmm. then you moved on to bigger and better business, uh, owning a sign shop. Well, in between there, I was a photographer and a stager. Remember? That's true. I That's true. Down, I forgot about that. I went down a weird side path there for a second, which has ironically come full circle in property management. Like it never yeah. even, it would have never occurred to me at the time. And I did the photography thing for three years. I shot the parade of homes for when I tell people that I was like, it's not as impressive as you think it is. I mean, it's cool, but um, yeah, a really great guy uh, found out I was doing that and hired me on. And I was able to see so many awesome houses and stage and do all of that. And then the economy crashed. So that wasn't a job anymore. Right. But, and yeah. then um, we bought the sign shop. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy town. Yeah, but it, um, but it, but very much like you bought the coffee shop. Like you saw an ad and you went, well, I yeah. could probably figure something out yeah. because I know nothing about signs. Nothing. Zero. Well, and at the time, the owners, so Daryl worked there. Yeah. Um, and so he knew the back end. I just, and they approached us and that's what we did. I didn't know anything, but I do know I don't have to know anything. I I can run any business on this planet. Um, right. Maybe any, maybe a few exceptions there. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I can run a business. I can learn. I'm a fast learner. So I did that. That was still crazy town. Yeah. Yeah. That was not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. Now my really good friend owns it. Yeah. Congratulations to her. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't want that because business anymore. I wasn't. I didn't know anything about signs, and that went such a weird direction. It went a little sideways, but truly, everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to happen for a reason because it wasn't the time for that person. And then by the time it was and she was ready, I was ready to let it go, and I had moved on, and she wouldn't have never gotten it the way she got it um, if all that crazy hadn't happened sure. in between. Yeah. So, I'm super grateful that it all happened like that. That's awesome. She ended up with what she wanted and I ended up with what I wanted. Yeah. Which was to not own a sign shop. <laughs> right. Anymore. You're Ever. like, and I'm done. Ever again. Right. Yeah. No. That's not, not my jam. Right. And yeah. then you moved on to property management. Another company you had no idea how that worked. I actually... Full honesty, I didn't even know that was a job. <laughs> like I rented, but I didn't know that what I do was like something that you could do on your own. Right. Really, it was. I guess I just assumed that it was more of a corporate America thing, and I didn't realize it was all individually owned. I had no idea how many property managers there were in this in this valley. Um, yeah. All the things that go along with it. Yeah, I didn't know anything. Um, as a matter of fact, I bought it on a Thursday and um, I closed on it on my 34th birthday, mm -hmm. I think is what, yeah. Oh, I'm really old. Yeah. <laughs> on my 34th birthday. And then, um, and then I got fired the next day by a lady who had five doors 
and I was just crying and crying. I think I called you. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, what did I do? Right. And, um, and then that next Monday, so I got over that, and then Monday morning I woke up at 6 a.m. to a call of somebody had a flood in their kitchen. I was like, well, that sucks for you. I'll try to do something about that. I'll <laughs> call you back. So, right. and I did. I mean, I called the owner and was like, here's the thing. Like, this just happened Thursday. I don't have all the vendor information. I don't know who your insurance company is yet. Like, I need you to help me through this this situation because we just haven't onboarded all of that information yet. Right. And he was super, super sweet. He was amazing. And he stayed with me. I don't even manage for him anymore, but... Um, him and his partner definitely taught me a lot. A lot about the over <laughs> over the years. Some fun lessons, some not so fun lessons. Sure, um, but they were good clients. So, but um, yeah, I didn't know anything about anything, but I figured it out. Yeah, yeah. I out. think I think a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, she's interviewing her sister. Like, how does that work? But I don't think that, and I think that you were even surprised when I asked you, just because. Um, you know, I don't think that you from this, this is just our life. This is what we do. We figure things out. We dig in, like we make it happen. I had no idea how a YouTube channel worked. I had no idea what a podcast really even was. Uh, we just figure things out. Um, but it is so not normal. It's not? No, no, it's definitely not normal. And people oh are fascinated by other people who just jump into things they don't know about and just figure it out along the way. It's like jumping and then building your wings on the way down. Yeah. And people are fascinated by that. I don't even know any other way to do it. I always told Carly, like, let's just do it. Let's just do it and see what happens. And I'm a total cliff jumper. So are you. Yeah. That's it. Just, well, I mean, we'll never know unless we do it. Like, just jump. Just do it and see what happens. Because what's the worst thing that could happen? Right. Really, the worst thing that could happen is it doesn't work out or you fail. You're going to die. Hopefully nobody gets hurt. I mean, pick choices right. where <laughs> right. those things are limited. Right. And if it's just you and it's in, and you believe that you can do those things, I mean, I guess I just don't doubt that... We can do whatever we want. Right. I don't know if that's weird or not. But, and I don't know that we had a choice. I mean, we've always just had to figure stuff out. It was a matter of survival. It was, and we had great parents. Yeah. Who were super supportive, but they certainly didn't hand us anything. Yeah. I mean, not without some sort of string attached to it and not in a bad way, in a good way. Right. Dad definitely taught They're us how to fend for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just do whatever you want. You can't right. walk around making babies and not taking care of them. <laughs> right. And we did. That's, you know, we had mouths to feed and rent to pay and people that counted on us. Right. From yeah. a very, very young age. Like we weren't, we weren't even legally adults. Yeah, I don't we remember. Figuring out our own way. Having someone whining or crying or needing something. <laughs> it's fine. No. no, we have amazing kids. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. So obviously, uh, perseverance is uh, one of our strong suits. Like we just figure it out and we just keep going and is keep that the going. Word? Is that in the, the descriptive it, word for in it? In the belief that it's going to work out. Yeah. 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 So what are some of the habits that you have on a regular basis that make that 
perseverance work out? I mean, it doesn't just happen every day. You have to have things in place that that mm. move you forward on a day-to-day -day basis. You're talking about my time management skills? Not like my, my stellar time management Not skills. necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. Well, I used to drink a lot of coffee, switched to tea. Yeah. So be careful. That's, that's recent. Too much coffee. Um, yeah, really the time management, which I'm not always super stellar at, and making and creating boundaries, which I ha I got a coach that really taught me a lot about that. Mm. Um, I don't know if this is a habit, but this is something I'm super conscious about every day, all the time, is checking my ego at the door before anything comes out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, before I send an email, before... You know, most of the time I don't have to worry about it, but checking my ego has been a huge thing, not because I'm an egotistical person, but because being an entrepreneur, you're very used to being in control and saying what it is and being the delegator and the bosser and all of that. And I, that doesn't always come out as tactfully as I would like it. Sure. And so, um, so when I say ego, I more mean like, am I doing what is what I'm saying going to help everybody? Is this like a group effort? Does this sound like that? If I was receiving it, what would it sound like to me, whether it's a client or a vendor or an employee or whatever? Like, I want to know that this is, I want to talk to them the way that I would want someone to talk to me about anything right. all the time, right? All the time, no matter what the issue is. So, because we're all people and we all have... So um, I check in a lot. I do a lot of self check in to make sure that I'm on task and I'm headed in the right direction. Um, I have a, a company culture that we very much refer back to probably daily, if not hourly. Mm -hmm. um, and we make sure that our clients know. Um, I think getting super clear on what your life needs to look like um, is and that can be ever-changing that can change a month from now but always sure. checking in and making sure that you know why you're doing what you're doing and that you know the foundation of that what does that look like and yeah. why are we doing it for us it's family it's having a life it's working virtually it's being at home um, absolutely it's and all of that yeah that kind of leads me into uh, one of my favorite questions because it's so interesting to see kind of how people uh, frame this up but what are the non-negotiables in your life and in your business mm. I don't know I'm pretty fluid I'm pretty chill about whatever um, I try to just let people do what they're gonna do and say what they're gonna say and try their own thing and I I always just kind of sit back and watch to see what it looks like. Okay. Some of my non-negotiables are when I say I'm done and I need some downtime, I need some downtime. Sure. I've had to make that really clear with lots and lots of people in my life. So downtime is my huge non-negotiable. Like when I'm ready to check out, I need to check out and I need everybody around me to understand that I need to check out. Whether it's an hour, a whole night. I go on my two-day soulcations is what I call them. Absolutely. And what, the first time I ever left on one of those, I felt so guilty leaving. Yeah. Like I'm just going somewhere to the beach without anyone. And um, it was literally the best thing I've ever done for myself in my entire life. Yeah. I would tell everyone on the planet to do it with no one. No one, no one. Yeah. And go and spend some time with yourself, whether it's a night an afternoon, have dinner with yourself and just sit and don't talk. Maybe just listen, maybe observe.
Yeah. But my non-negotiable is really everything I do is so up and down and fluid and I'm I'm pretty chill about whatever comes my way. I just handle it as I handle it. But when I'm done, I know I'm done and I need a break. That is my one thing. And everybody's been really good about it. Everybody's been super accepting and sweet and like Everyone stay away from mom and don't talk to her for at least 15 <laughs> minutes before she loses her shit. Yeah, so, totally. Um, but I think that and openness. You have to be open-minded to be an entrepreneur. Like super uber, more open-minded than you think. Yeah, yeah. If um, you get stuck in, I want it to look this way, mm-hmm. you will you will ruin the possibilities. Well, and it's contagious and it's toxic. And so the more I was, that was lessons I had to learn. The more I realized that it didn't have to be perfect or it didn't have to start with this or it wasn't going to look like exactly what I thought. But I was, it, it, that is just super contagious. And so everybody around you thinks that they can't do things and really hinders their ability to move forward and to open up. You have to be open-minded. Right. Like so uber open-minded that it's a little uncomfortable right. to let somebody else do that. And just hope for the best because it brings so much to the company and the culture and the relationships. You don't even know the rewards. You're, we just, we function out of fear. That's why I check the ego, right? The fear and the ego. And that's why we make the decisions we make. And if you let that go and you're like, none of this matters, right? All of it is temporary. Nothing is permanent. Nothing can't be undone. When you let it go, it's so freaking liberating. You're like, why was I so upset <laughs> all this time? Why was I trying to control this? All this? Like, I give myself heartburn. Why was I doing that? Life is so much easier if you just open your mind and let people do their thing, man. They will surprise you every time, time. and a time again. I know. But if you put them in their box, they just don't. Yeah. They don't grow at all. And I think that has been a non-negotiable now that I didn't know that Courtney, even when you feel it coming up, be open-minded, like let this flow and see how it goes. And because that is the only way it's the only way to have any peace. Yeah, Yeah. I totally agree. So, um, I know not only do you have one business, but you actually own two businesses now and looking to expand. What do you kind of see in your future? (sighs) Well, I don't know. That's <laughs> what I that totally like. Answer. I have no idea what's going to happen. No yeah. idea. Yeah. And um, things just kind of fell into place with the second company. And we, we just got more contracts and more clients. And we can see that this is a huge need. And, and it's only to property managers. So it's actually even easier for me. It's not complicated. I already have all these people that I trust and I love and the vice versa. And so it was just easy and it, it kind of created that relief that they were looking for and it's duplicatable. I can duplicate it and take it anywhere I want. And so we're just now mentally processing the idea of franchising something on some level right in this way because it's a business that you can take no matter i mean you could take it from state to state right i'm not ready to leave idaho yet right (laughs) well and i think it goes back to exactly what we were already talking about which is opportunity being Mm -hmm. willing and open to see opportunity you if you weren't open to that you would have never recognized that need and been able to 
um, fulfill it. Basically. No, I was totally crying in the car and saying, <laughs> okay, we have to think of something else. Like, this is not okay. And that's really how that came about. I think everything crazy in my life has come about with some sort of borderline nervous breakdown. <laughs> right? Yes, and then you're absolutely. like, oh, okay, how do I change this? And I think that's how every company I've ever bought, it's always been like some big life thing has happened. Yeah. And that's when I do it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. The other company is awesome though. It was a great one. Um, one other question that I have for you. If you had one piece of advice for uh, someone that is looking to get into the world of entrepreneurship, what would it be? Um, I think I already said it all. Um, put your cliff jumper pants on, man. Yeah. Pull them up, tighten them up, and just just jump. The worst thing that can happen is it doesn't work. Yeah. That is literally the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. That it doesn't work. You're not going to die. Nobody is going to get hurt. Right. And if that's the case, I mean, just do it. What if? Because half the things I think I'm doing always lead to something completely different that I didn't even plan on. Yeah. And it just fell in. And then be super ultra open-minded. Yeah. You have to be. Absolutely. You have to be to be an entrepreneur and take everybody's information everywhere absorb it write it down read it again do it again copy people like do your thing that's what it's out there for right and just do it i mean put your own twist on it don't be plagiarizing people's <laughs> websites or anything right. but right yeah open-minded but and use just, it as a, a use every other business that's succeeding in your field as an opportunity to learn from them yes yes like a launching point use it reword it the picture change it but I mean, that's what the world is. Maybe you do it better. You just don't even know yet. Yeah. How are you ever gonna know? If you don't try. Put your cliff jump pants on. Right, I love it, yeah. I love it. Last question, oh. how do you give back? Well, I try not to kill anyone. <laughs> Does Which that count? Bonus. You're bonus. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we don't give back near as much as we used to and wish we did in this last year and a half. I will say that. So we look at opportunities that we can through the other affiliate places that I am part of, NARPM in particular. So we've really focused a lot of that. We're also part of um, the Impact Club, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Um, I can't always make those, but I just love that I get to participate on any level and I go and read the feed and see who won and all of that afterwards if I can't be at the event. We do that. Um, the girls and I have, uh, in the past, we like to buy all the coffee from the gas stations yeah. and take it down to homeless people that are at, like waiting in the alley of the mission because they only have so many beds. and so. We try to do that and really just anything. We are huge small business supporters. That is my biggest way of giving back. I do not drink coffee or have food. Most of the time, I would say 95% of the time, unless it's locally owned. I mean, I really try not to. Um, we shop at local places. We go to the farmer's market. We order on Facebook Marketplace. Um, however, I will say I really love Amazon. I'm so sorry, everyone. Like I love Amazon so much, but when it comes to Christmas presents and local things, like I try to really, you know, do my research and make sure that we are giving back to our community here and not big chains all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even take, don't get me a Starbucks gift card. 
Right. I'm sure Starbucks is great, <laughs> but they have plenty of clients. Right. You know, I want I want the human being. I want Dutch Bros. I want those local things because those are the the things that are giving back into our community. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's all I got for you. Okay. I appreciate you. Of course. I love you. I love you too. I'm glad we finally made this happen. Yes. It's about time. My bad. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to the My Wim Life show today. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a moment of the goodness.